A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to episode 106 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. We started recording this at 2.30 in the afternoon, but we immediately start talking about cocktails. Turns out we're nowhere near as sophisticated as we thought we were. After an enormous ramble on the perfect way to mix a margarita, we eventually get on to running. Holly's in the thick of her half marathon training and she's having issues with DOMS and so am I. So we talk about that a bit and how to recover. We also talk about the kit we've been wearing during the heat wave. I'm still firmly in my leggings and want to know what you wear if you also prefer to run covered up. Meanwhile, Holly talks about her adventures in finding the perfect pair of running shorts. Then we launch into a controversial topic, weight loss and running. We chat about this because of a stupid thing I heard a fitness instructor suggesting about losing weight before beginning to run. We talk about damaging theories about weight and exercise, how we've both been affected by it and how we need to combat crap advice like this and help encourage everyone to run. Listen here, you do not need to lose weight to run. Then we have just enough time to talk about managing parenting, school holidays and running, and we end up with a rant about how we divvy up housework because it seemed relevant at the time. This episode is sponsored by Sports Shoes. Sports Shoes is the UK's number one digital running and outdoor fitness destination. They aim to help you lead a sustainable, healthier and happier life through running and outdoor fitness. Sports Shoes Running Hub is filled with the best expert advice from training and nutrition, as well as news on the latest kit. They hope to inspire you to run stronger, better and happier, because it's no fun standing still. Head to sportsshoes.com and visit the Running Hub under the advice section. Always a bit sad, but tell me, disembodied voice, how you're doing. (laughs) 
we have no faces. We have no faces. I know um, it's always sad when we don't have faces. It really is. I'd much rather see your lovely face. I think we need to do another mm. one in person, don't we? Don't you think? Because we've not done one for ages. <laughs> definitely. And... Definitely. Yeah. Maybe we can get people to vote on what they would like us to chat about in person if we do another in-person pod and also what they'd like us to drink oh okay yeah we'll do yeah. two polls yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but make sure like it's quite a limited you know multiple choice like margarita uh, oh i've yeah. been making some margaritas recently oh it's a good drink it's great i know it? i know we're gonna get into because we wanted to talk about some food stuff today yeah um so I won't bang on about my current margarita recipe yet, but oh my <gasps> goodness! Oh, I just—it's been my fav- my favorite thing on a Saturday. Yeah, it's just the best. Yeah, it's my Friday. It's my Friday. Yeah, I find it the yeah. most exciting thing. We actually even bought a cocktail shaker in order to create. This. <gasps> <laughs> yes, I use my cocktail shaker as well, but I think it was given to me on my 18th birthday and sat in a cupboard for ages and only almost 10 years later have I really got into using it oh it's just then don't you feel like a sort of 1950s grown-up as well when you're actually making a, an actual cocktail I love it I it's love amazing, it and it? my favorite thing that makes me also feel like a, a, a wizard yeah is that if you you know if you put ice in it and then you sort of shake it and then it kind of frosts up Oh, as you're shaking, you know what yes, I mean I oh that mean. makes me feel like I am Elsa from Frozen and I have powers <laughs> it's amazing. I love it it's great what I'm worried about is it's like half past two in the afternoon right and we're both and it's a Tuesday and it's like I know and we're both or now we've got to go until Friday before well you know we can have margaritas whenever we like but we can do but if, we're athletes whole we can't yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I had a more view of whenever I like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, um, right, okay. Well, um, now that we've kind of um, entered the fray by talking about favourite cocktails, um, oh my god, I didn't even tell you about. I, I, um, I decided on a whim to buy the vermouth that James Bond has with his martini. <gasps> Did I, did oh I my say about that? gosh! I know. No. <laughs> so like a t- I don't know why that's making me laugh. Like a total twat. We were in the wine merchants buying a case of like red wine, nothing mm. special. But my head was turned because I was like, now that we've got a cocktail shake and we we make margaritas, I'd really like to have a martini. I have never confession here, forty eight years old, never ever drunk a martini mm. apart from like you know crappy martini in a bottle I've never had a proper I don't think I've ever drunk a martini yeah so I was saying to Dave I'd I'd like to be sophisticated and drink a martini and while I was there the guy that was selling the wine to us said well this vermouth is the one that James Bond has in his and it's in a really nice bottle he said this and it was like two pounds more expensive than normal stuff and I was like oh go on then well then go on yeah so I got it took it home and the next time we had some friends over I made us all martinis and we all had one sip and left it. <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Did you have an olive in it? Didn't have an olive. Maybe that's what Maybe that's what it was missing. I'll tell you what it was missing. It was missing half a pint of lemonade. It was just really horrid because <laughs> it's really, really oh, strong. Just really strong. Yeah, mm. really strong. And actually... I think that's why a margarita is okay for me yeah. because it is strong. It is pretty strong. But having the like fresh lime juice and lime stuff juice. in there means you're expecting a bit of a like yeah. flavor anyway. 
So then I think I can cope with it more. But is martini just it's vermouth? Do we say or do we say vermouth? I don't know. If How do we... One or the other. I'm sure um, that my mother yeah. would say okay. vermouth. Um, it yeah. is it's that and <laughs> mm-hmm. gin. Or that and vodka. Oh my, just, just that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's either gin or, or vodka mixed with vermouth, vermouth. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Shaken or stirred. And it, it tastes revolting. <laughs> so. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it would be for me. No. The only use I ever have for vermouth is put, sometimes I put it in my risotto. <gasps> oh, what a I'm so sorry. Don't tell James Bond. <laughs> what? A go- <laughs> well, we took one sip of it and we were like, James Bond would never drink that. I bet, you know, I bet he's more of like a baby sham man or he's like, you know, he's, yeah, he's just pretending. Labrini. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants, you know, a lager top. It's like, that's just, yeah, yeah it's not, it's not a good drink. Um, yeah. But the, the, there you go. Anyway, I was. Maybe that's why he goes with a martini because it, it, it's clear. So he could, it could be, it could be lemonade. It could be. He's having a Sprite is the thing. He's having a Sprite (laughs) and he's just going, can I have a a martini please shaken, not stirred? Actually Sprite. (laughs) Yeah, just Sprite. (laughs) That's exactly, oh God, there's there's Please charge me, charge me for a martini. um, (laughs) Yeah. To make make this, but but just just put Sprite in it. (gasps) And the reason he's such a, top-notch spy is because he's able to do things like that like ask for a martini but actually receive a sprite oh, yeah maybe actually he's just going he, he's oh, i can't show you because you can't see each other today <laughs> but i'm doing sort of movements as if i'm hypnotizing somebody oh, yeah. <laughs> with his james bond eyes yeah yeah <gasps> Oh. And he's and before they know it, they've made a sprite in a martini glass. <laughs> yes. I mean, how can he run around exactly and sort of parkour off buildings and all of that kind of stuff? After drinking he's... pure methylated spirits. Yeah. 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 Bloody hell. Yes, it sounds like what we use I'm imagining in that martini glass yeah. with the 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 vermouth, vermouth and vodka or gin. I'm imagining the smell and kind of consistency and look of what we use to power our cheese fondue maker. Yes, yeah, it's that sort of thing. That sort of thing. Okay, yeah, it, it, that sort of thing. It's, it's totally <laughs> grim. <laughs> so yeah, not doing it again. While we, while we, yeah, while we are banging on about it, I'm going to tell you about my. I'm so sorry, we've completely derailed the plan already. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to. I want to tell you about how I make my margarita, and I want you to tell me if you think it's good and if that's what you do as well. Because I'm quite, I'm quite new to making margs still. Yeah, margs. But, Love it. Marks. <laughs> my current thing that I do is I get I do my magic where I get my ice yes. and I put it uh, oh I tell you what as well before you do anything yeah. you've got to salt the rim you have to because salt. there's nothing worse than making your margarita and, and then, then going oh, shit, oh bollocks like salted I, the rim yeah yeah I haven't salted the rim yeah. salt the rim yeah but how do you salt the lime rim? Oh, but do you squeeze okay. lime in the- I do yeah I do a yeah. little wedge of lime yeah. And then, honestly, if I'm going to be making margaritas, it's it's a seven or eight lime jobby that evening. Yeah. It's so annoying, the amount of limes. So I do a bit of lime round there, yeah. put it in coarse sea salt, coarse sea, coarse yes. sea salt, yes. I'm saying. Yeah. Then um, I put a cube of ice probably in each glass because we've got, they're martini glasses that we use because we haven't got any posher cocktail glasses. Yeah. So yeah. that's what we that's use. Um, put them in, put 
a bit more ice in my shaker. Yeah. Then I think per person, yes. these are the measurements I go with. And this might be absolutely bonkers. And this might be why I find myself <laughs> not being able to drink very many of them. Yeah. Two shots of tequila blanco. Tequila yeah. blanco. Yeah. <laughs> um, that goes in there. A shot yeah. of triple sec. Yes. Whatever that is. Yeah. Orange liqueur. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, that goes in with it. And then two, oh no, because this is, I'm doing for one person, aren't I? So one whole lime squeezed. Yeah. And then I do a little dribble. Yeah. This is my trick oh. of agave syrup, which I bought from Waitrose oh. because uh, I did, they didn't have any honey. Yeah. And then I saw it was on the bottles of tequila that it says like made from pure agave syrup or whatever. So I was like, oh, well, why don't I put a bit of that in there? I don't know if it makes any difference, but it makes me feel like a a, a proper I'm like a mixologist. Yes. It makes me feel like a mixologist. Yeah. Well, well that that's it. I had never even heard of doing that because I've used agave for like sweetening really, really shit cakes before. But I've, I've yes, because it's a kind of healthy sugar yeah, alternative, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really unpleasant but sugar it's a bit alternative. Sad. Yeah, it's a sad one. But um, but in a drink, that sounds much. But no, so I I do exactly, basically exactly the same minus agave. So all the same, mm, yeah, same thing. Okay, yeah. Oh, that makes me feel good about my about my marks because I still feel I feel as though you are quite quite expert in them and I'm still I'm still getting there but no. oh my god they've been blowing my socks off at the moment I love them I love them no I'm not expert at all I've made four or something <laughs> but, but okay obviously you I, always view, I view you as very sage <laughs> on this matter <laughs> yeah I try to appear so on most things including running you know um yeah oh, yeah yeah god I'm sorry to any <laughs> first time listeners who think that this is I mean, it is kind of what we talk about all the time, but I yeah. promise you, we do sometimes talk about running. We do. We do. And speaking of which. Yeah. <laughs> I loved a little silence like that. <laughs> you sound, you've immediately deflated. Speaking of which, Hulk. I know. <laughs> how's yours going? It's all going well. Ooh. I'm taking along with my plan. Um, I've got too much see this is going to be slightly giving away to the listener that we've there's not been very much time between the recording of this pod and the last pod mm. um in that I've got very little extra to share with you mm. um but I got two miles again tomorrow Lovely. though I am thinking I might do spinning tomorrow yeah because I'm just really enjoying spinning at the moment it's amazing um yeah and then do my long and then do my two miler on Thursday mm -hmm. and then do I've got four miles on Saturday but the I was going to ask you about this mm -hmm. I tell you one thing that's been niggling me I haven't had any injuries or anything I mean I've only been running quite short distances so far but um I have been really struggling with doms way more than I usually do <gasps> and I don't know whether there's anything that particularly is bringing that on whether it's like dehydration or whatever whether it's I don't I don't know because I I'm not a scientist but something is make is make is bothering me with the fact with how long it kind of takes me to recover between runs at the mo. Right. Well, I was going to say almost exactly the same thing back to you because were you? Yeah. Yeah. Um 
because my quads are absolutely cocking, killing me at the moment. Yeah, so absolutely am I all the time. Just unbelievable. Well, my, and, my, and my butt. And your butt. My butt cheeks. I don't think my butt yeah. ever kills me. Sorry, right? there's, a, my, there's a more scientific name. But <laughs> glutes. Hole. Glutes. Glutes. My glutes. Yeah. My glutes. <laughs> my glute cheeks. I just. My glutes never, ever get doms because <laughs> I don't think I ever engage them. So that, that there's nothing to do. But the fronts of my thighs oh my mm. god they so I did a long run at the weekend and then I did another one the day out and, and and it was beginning to set set in the following day but I did another run the following day and I thought that would kind of get rid of it in a way I don't know if that's yeah that's what I keep thinking yeah. and it's not really working no. there's something in there's something in that like so I wonder if automatically there's a thought that's like if I'll kind of loosen myself up yeah. a bit if I go for another one yeah. but it does it's not working for me either um and I so I don't I don't know um, I am thinking about re-engaging the old um muscle gun and getting that oh yeah that's a very good point. Yeah. We are lucky enough because we get sent lots of lovely things to both have massage guns. Yeah. And I used to use it all the time mm. when I started training for my first half marathon. But um, I think I only really needed to start kicking in and using it when I got to longer distances. But, you know, no shame in a massage gun after two miles. No, absolutely not. And I, yeah, I mean, I think I might even use a foam roller. It might be like... Uh, honestly I kind of particularly after doing like these podcasts and stuff I try and get up and I just can't I'm just completely kind of crippled on the floor um so yeah. I, I don't know yeah I don't know maybe it is a dehydration yeah, you thing do. Esther, does, Esther sits on the floor for the podcast <laughs> just to give everybody <laughs> an, an idea um, normally upstairs but <laughs> upstairs is too hot um and it has been too hot mm. for months and months and months so I'm just sat on the bedroom floor at the moment but um yeah I think I think dehydration might have quite a big thing to do with that because I certainly when I did my long run at the weekend I took out a litre of fluid with me that sounds hideous oh yeah a you said that a litre of fluid <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something you produce rather yeah, than intake inta- yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, a litre of electrolytes I guess um mm-hmm. but it wasn't enough so uh I, yeah, I'd finished it by the time I finished my run. And normally I like to finish my run. And, and as I'm walking back up the hill, I I usually kind of drink about half a litre. So I did. And I didn't have that. So, mm. yeah, I don't know. And I drank. So by the time I came back, I drank a, a good at least another litre when I came back. Um, yeah, see, yeah, that's yeah. how I feel. I think maybe, though, we're just we're thinking we're drinking a lot of water. And maybe we're not. Because... But maybe for this heat, because yeah. it's thirty degrees as as we record, yeah. and I wonder if maybe we're just not drinking enough. To I know I didn't drink enough yesterday on the one that I went on that uh, was sore. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, in my recovery, I felt like I drank loads to try and compensate. Yeah, it's weird. Maybe we should actually it's start weird. thinking a bit more about our recovery because I I tend to be as much as I'll preach it I tend to be quite lax about recovery in terms of stretching and oh yeah same um any kind of massage or whatever so I think yeah I might I might bring out the massage gun but but Mm. also I tell you what I've not been doing is for the last month I've not been to yoga and normally yeah, I that, haven't done much yoga. Yoga really does see me right because it is like a big, intense stretch session, isn't it? And I've not done, mm. I've not done any of that. 
Um, and like I, I will do it on a day. Oh no, I do do it on a running day, but I won't do it like on the same day that I do my long run. I just do it on the same day as I do a short run. And yeah, I've not been able to to go. Um, so I think before, because I usually go in term time, what I might do is just do a little bit of Adrienne, you know. Oh yeah, we we love a bit of Adrienne. We love a bit of Adrienne. What's the, what's the dog called? Friend of the pod if she wants to be. Oh yeah. Benji. Benji. Benji definitely friend of the pod. Benji definitely friend of the pod, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but um, hot yeah, coal. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. Yes, oh, sorry. No, don't say sorry. It's okay. Um, I was going to say though, um, because the one thing we were going to talk about um, was to do with with hot running was to talk about the sort of kit that we're running in. Um, yeah, which I know has a huge bearing on my performance and recovery because, um, right? Okay, a full disclosure. I find it really tough to show any part of my body and would be quite happy Mm -hmm. to wear a wetsuit to run down the street I just I find it yeah same I find it impossible so I I haven't worn shorts since I was about 13 um Mm -hmm. same goes for any kind of vest top and in fact it's only very recently that I felt able to wear a t-shirt and not have a long line vest underneath it yeah um so I find like running in this weather I do find tricky because I sweat a lot as previously discussed several million times um and (laughs) (laughs) um and and I I am fully covered fully covered so um Mm. if if anyone else feels the same as me or maybe or, or stays covered up for more cultural reasons it'd be really interesting to know what you run in that keeps you cool but also keeps you covered ankle to neck because I oh please yes that would be really useful to know yeah so I still I still wear leggings that I would probably wear in the winter um yeah I think I yeah and but I'm now just wearing like a t-shirt over the top um yeah I've been really struggling with shorts because even though I'm trying to get a bit better because my my thighs are forever the most the part of me that I get most self conscious about. Oh. So shorts are just ask asking for it. Mm. Uh, sorry, not in not in a victim blamey slur way. In a <laughs> I am asking to get stressed about my body image. Yeah. Um. And I, I I have been wearing cycling shorts, and that's been making quite a nice difference. Mm. They're like just above the knee and they're sweaty Betty ones that, again, I feel very lucky that we they were sent to us because mm. they, they are quite pricey, but they're so lovely. Like they're really soft. They're a little bit compressive. They feel, I feel really, like they feel really flattering. Awesome. And they also just come to such a nice point because they're just above the knee. So you don't get that sort of, if you are of chunky thigh like me, then sometimes I find that tight cycling shorts can kind of cut into you a little bit and then it makes you even more self-conscious oh and God, yeah. the bottom line is that none of us should be Esther you're gorgeous I'm gorgeous everybody listening is gorgeous and if anybody thinks otherwise they can fuck off in my opinion <laughs> but <laughs> it is about how you feel isn't it yeah. and you don't want to be thinking about it on your run because you just want to be getting stuck into what you're doing yeah so those cycling shorts I love I wear them also just like around the place with a t-shirt sometimes but for running they're great yeah um but shorts shorts like athletic shorts like we're kind of talking about and thinking about that I think we're probably slightly scarred from in childhood wearing yeah. like floppy floppier baggier shorts yeah I can't find a pair 
the because yeah we get sent lots of lovely stuff or, or sometimes when I buy running kit I'm pretty standardly a 14 in most things I, I rarely find that things don't fit me yeah um if I order them in a 14 and I've tried three pairs of running shorts now from three different brands that I won't name and shame because I'm sure plenty of I've had really positive experiences with them with other bits of kit. So I don't think it's because they're they're doing something wrong. Yeah. But that style, I just think, doesn't work for me with something about my body shape because they end up, one, I couldn't get over my ass. Mm. And the other two pairs were um, like really, they just were like really, really tight. And so it was just going to be chafe city. Yeah. They weren't. They weren't baggy shorts. They looked like I was wearing kind of cycling shorts or something, but they weren't meant to be. So they they were a bit crunchy and crispy and all the wrong bits of thigh were going to rub together. Yeah, yeah. And so there was no way I was going to be able to run in them. So I'm a bit, my short search has been really fruitless this summer. That's, yeah, I, I, I totally, well, I would never search for shorts because I would never wear them. However... Mm. <laughs> never 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 um however that said um I had an interesting conversation with um a lovely woman last year and she's uh Annie Bean she's she's the brains behind um I think her company's called for every adventure um mm. and she, Annie Bean what a lovely name <laughs> yeah and I love that she um she's a triathlete um Oh, is she the runner beans? No, diff- that's different. That's, oh, that's, that's Charlie. Different bean. Yeah. Different bean. Different bean. Different bean. Uh, she um, <laughs> she developed particular shorts for runners because what what she realised is when she was running is that she was getting thigh rub, the shorts were yeah. kind of coming up her leg or they weren't flattering or whatever. But she really liked her cycling shorts, and so she wanted cycling mm. shorts. She wanted running shorts that behave like cycling shorts even down to um, lots of cycling shorts, especially in, in triathlon, have a kind of a gripper around the thigh. Um, so they stay they stay in place. But she didn't want it to dig in. She didn't want to have like, you know... Um, what I was saying, it's the, it's the sort of, and I'm using such negative sort of 90s body shamey terms here, but it's the equivalent of muffin top. Yeah, a thigh muffin. On, on yeah. your, a thigh muffin. Yeah. So she- which, you know... A thigh muffin is beautiful and probably very tasty, but exactly. it's not often the desired look. It's not a great look. So she wanted to use that sort of same material where you use a gripper, but the, the fabric doesn't is kind of quite seamless, if you see what I mean. And that just it stays put, but without having like a, a big hem or a kind of a tighter bit, which is going to kind of cut your thigh into. Yeah, um, so, it needs to be quite thick, I'd imagine. Like yeah. quite, quite, yeah. I think so. So I, I really liked okay. the look of hers. I thought they were they were really cool. Um, but I've just been. I'm literally going to look them up now quickly while we're talking oh, because yeah, I might. Correct me I might if just... I've got it the wrong the wrong website. I'm pretty sure it's that. Um, but she... I might just order some. <laughs> um, Immediately, and she, they, she does them in really lovely colours as well. Um, but it, yeah, that seemed like a really nice idea. But no, I I don't do those. So I do I I stick with my leggings and my t-shirts, which is where I wear that kind of that Mari t-shirt to death because it's so thin and light and it's long enough. You know how like t-shirts that mm. kind of crop slightly it's like oh please can you not just I just need you to go down to my hip bones that's all I don't think it's asking yeah. too much yeah um oh completely agree and I'm not opposed to a crop sometimes but with leggings that are already going to it just I just I just feel a bit naked if I haven't got something to cover up yeah I know the kind thing. of top of my leggings yeah 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 yeah, yeah. absolutely mm. I agree. but I think vests I think 
I think you could get into vests, oh. like vest tops. I don't know. I, mean, I don't want to force you to. But I've got objectively wobblier arms and I I haven't been able to to avoid vest tops this summer because it's just so blooming boiling. Yeah, I just... But there's a couple of nice ones I've tried. Dryad, I've got a nice top from them. Oh, yeah. Um, I was wearing that yesterday. That's really nice and loose. Um, and another one from CEP, actually. CEP? Yeah. SEP? Yes, yeah, I'm aware of um, them, yeah. That... Um, has got like little breathable holes and something about it again doesn't make me feel like I've got shoulders as wide as a I don't know how mm. they design things and I don't know what the what the the link is but it's something funny, about those it? two tops feel like my yeah my shoulders don't feel as kind of wide as a double decker bus yeah yeah there, there is there is mm. sometimes you get something that's cut so cleverly like that Mari t-shirt and I just sort of think yeah I'm not supposed to pronounce it Mari it's Mary um yeah because she's called mary isn't yeah, she mary um mm. we've spent the last two years calling her mary um but yeah something about that and so i do get it there are some vest tops that are are perfect but because i don't put them on i never find out you should totally become one of our patrons we're worth a measly two quid right and for that titchy amount, you'll get some lovely patron-only perks, including an exclusive newsletter from me and Holly, full of secrets and swearing and all sorts. More perks on the way too. Join us at patreon.com forward slash women's running for all your extra Holly and Esther bits. I just, I just need to get, I just need to try and find that the body neutrality space which is which is really difficult but actually that does lead us into quite nicely into the kind of the the second part of what we were going to talk about today and uh, yeah it was kind of it was a couple of things really one of them well the, the reason why I started thinking about it was because in the last couple of weeks um I've been on a holiday I have eaten loads and loads and loads of white carbs I've had a pan raisin every single day I've been Love eating it. loads of white baguettes and mm-hmm. it was it was you know it was it was joyous. It was lovely. Um, I did, I, I did really miss whole wheat bread. <laughs> mm. so by the time I came back, I did have a piece of marmot on toast, and I was like, ah, that's nice. Um, but I, we have such horrid tastes in Britain, don't we? Really but grim, I do miss the same we? things. Really grim. Yeah, like, oh, I really missed my yeast extract. Yeah, on, on brown, brown seeded. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, so. <laughs> Kind of, kind of part of it was to kind of consider the the kind of carb loading thing because in essence over the last two weeks I have carb loaded for Britain and mm-hmm. it has had um oh, I was wondering if you could hear the seagulls then did you hear those seagulls I can hear the seagulls <laughs> I'm not by the sea I promise um yeah I was wondering if all that carb loading would have a positive effect on my running but in fact actually I've it's had nothing but a negative effect on my running um although mm. or, or it might not be the carbs but um I haven't had that kind of you know that lovely kind of thing when you taper and so I, like normally I feel the effect if I've eaten a big pasta dinner and I've kind of tapered and stuff and then I not but I mean I've, I haven't really tapered and things but anyway I was sort of thinking about that mm. I know it's a bit of a non-conversation starter but uh, no, I'm interested. It was, it was interesting. I, don't, I I'd love to know because I, I've also spoken to, I've spoken to, a, it was a guy who's massively into fitness and he was talking about how he thought the whole carbohydrate thing was a bit of a myth. 
um, and he was suggesting that um, you, that you shouldn't you, you should train your body to not need carbohydrates when you ran, but to instead work off the fat in your body and to kind of mm. to have other to use other things as energy. And it was all anyway. I don't have any science behind that, and he sounded no, as though he was I, speaking I, out I, of his ass slightly. So um, yeah, I'm not sure about that, but. Anyway, all of this, well, I was I was thinking about food. I was thinking about food going into running. I was thinking about energy return, all of that sort of stuff. And then out of the blue, which I mentioned to you before, out of the blue, I read a blog by a fitness instructor that I know who said this thing. She said, it's a she. She said, it, basically, if you're overweight, you should lose weight mm. before you start running or you'll pick up injuries. <laughs> That's what she said. I just first of all find that quite shocking because I feel as though I can't remember really talk with whether I've said this before. Mm. Um, but I remember when my mum, and I hope she wouldn't mind me talking about it, that she was she she went to the doctors and the doctors kind of kept consistently saying, oh, well, if you lose weight, if you lose weight about various issues that she had, it didn't seem to matter what the issue was. It was that she needed to lose weight before she could kind of be taken seriously and talk about it properly. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember her kind of like turning around at one point and just being like, how? Because I think that I eat okay. And I think that I spend quite a lot of my time on my feet and that's just what that kind of instantly made me think of is like as a person who is like I'm technically overweight on the BMI scale mm. that like that doesn't make me feel part of a community it doesn't make me feel it just makes me feel hopeless yeah because it's like well how would you like me to lose the weight then because everything everywhere I look everything that's society still is massively pointing us towards like oh you know I need to I need to lose weight to do this, to do that. I can't enjoy life until I lose weight or whatever. Yeah. Running something that I can feel really good about doing. And I don't do it to lose weight, but like it does make me feel really good about my body and what my body's capable of doing. Yeah. And the idea that I would have to lose weight to even start doing that, I think I'd just be like, how? Like, yeah. if you're willing to give me specific nutritional advice and information, then, then go for it. But... I think that's surely going to do more damage than good just telling telling curvier people not to run because I think that's just going to make people lose hope and be like oh well here's another here's another area of the fitness industry that I can't get involved in yeah. that just makes me feel feel more and more like I just have to sit here and not move my body yeah. because nobody wants me to well <laughs> yeah I th well I think it's it, it's like it, it it's a massive double whammy, isn't it? That statement, because on the one hand, it's like, it's exactly like you said, it's hugely demotivating. If you feel yeah. like you're overweight or, or you, you want to lose some weight, that's fine. Go ahead, do what you want to do in order to do, to mm. be, you know, to look the way you want to look or feel the way you want to feel or whatever. Um, but, but telling you actively that you, <laughs> you shouldn't be being active in order to sort of help that process along is massively demotivating hugely demotivating yeah and and it's another barrier like you said and then the other thing is is i just think it's bollocks because i also think it's bollocks it is, how you know we know we work in the industry it just you all you have to do all you have to do is look at 
like last year's footage of the London Marathon and look at the mm. people that are crossing the line uh, after all the elites have gone through and look at all the shapes and sizes of them and think yeah. they're, they're not all, n- none of them, not none of them, but but very few of them look like professional elite runners and professional elite runners are exercising all the time they're running for hours yeah. and hours and hours a week and doing loads and loads of strength training and they're you know their their career is their sport our career is not our sport so we fit it in around what else you know the other things that exactly we need to do. you don't have to eat like a you know you'd, if you were going to lose weight without doing without increasing your exercise mm. then you would have to be putting yourself in like a calorific deficit yeah. all the time and like just just brazenly saying that like that's what everybody should do before they start getting into physical exercise yeah. like that takes doesn't take into account any of like what people like people people's mental health people's physical health like yeah. what their doctors might have told them to do like there are plenty of reasons that people can be overweight that are not just as simple as like i think you you can be technically overweight or obese on the bmi scale also from having huge amounts of muscle I think Arnold Schwarzenegger is famously yes. obese. Yeah, I mean, yeah. because BMI is bullshit as well. But it's just like, mm. it's like, why why would you do that? And, and apart from anything else, then then you've got the thing that what you're suggesting is like, like you said, that, that you have to eat less. And then you get people that are considering the concept of, if they're listening to this advice and paying any attention to it whatsoever, mm. they're thinking, right, okay, I am going to eat less in order to lose weight. And then I've lost some weight and now I'm going to go running. And they're still eating less. Now, what you're doing is you're driving people into disordered eating because you shouldn't be, like, if you're, no, you should or shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. Um, You know, but if, if if you're doing more exercise, almost the last thing you need to be doing is eating less food because you need more energy mm. to do the exercise that you're doing because that's precisely exactly. what food is for. It's like, that's why I think at the end of the day, going run, doing running and losing weight are not really things that I would put hand in hand mm. that like, and so I think that can, it, you're already starting from quite a confused place with that statement, yeah. aren't you? With Because cause it's like, well what if I'm not like you're you're just kind of assuming that people will want to lose weight in order to run in the first place and I just think that that's not that's not really where lots of us are coming from who actually have experience with running like it's never caused me to lose any weight running yeah but it's brings so much joy to my brain it makes me feel I think it's really repaired my relationship with food in a lot of places because I feel genuinely really hungry and like I want to put good things in my body when I come back from a run yeah yeah and I would say that actually and I know this is entirely kind of subjective but I would say that I picked up most injuries when I was at my thinnest yeah um, you were talking about that so I think you know that in that kind of those six months I mean, one of them was falling flat on my face. I wouldn't actually call that a proper kind of injury. But the, <laughs> the rest of them, I would say, were to do with basically not feeding myself properly because I was being an mm. idiot. 
and uh, you know you need you, if you want to run you need you need energy and there is there is absolutely no evidence she says without having checked any evidence but there is there is no there's nothing <laughs> there is no evidence out there to suggest that if you are one way or another way you shouldn't run you know if if you don't want to no. run don't run if you want to run bloody run I mean, do, do, yeah, you know. and just speak. If if you are worried about it, then speak speak to a doctor and say, "Is there any?" Because I think quite often we lump people who are overweight into this one category without thinking about that person's individual. That they're suddenly not kind of viewed as an individual anymore. Yeah, it's just this kind of one big thing of oh well, if you're in that category of overweight or obese, then that's all your problems. You know, that's that's the, that's why everything's why you're ill that's why you can't do this can't do that and and we think kind of losing weight is but if you really are I suppose there are a couple of potential further risks that I could think of off the top of my head with being overweight and running like I imagine having more of a load on your knees and stuff you might be able be more likely to pick up a knee injury potentially but if you are genuinely worried about something having said that I'm an overweight runner who's never had a knee injury but if you really are worried then I think go to a doctor and say look are there any particular parts of my body that you think I do need to worry about Mm. but I I completely agree with Esther I think you don't need to just be automatically saying how how disappointing Mm. it's kind of I'm gonna say it it's pretty fat phobic it's basically fat people know you don't get to join in with this thing that we're all doing which is like it's horrid and exclusionary it's completely bullshit and i i also think it comes from a position where like okay so you could be any size at all and enjoy running right we know that and we know that mm-hmm. the the yeah we know that all shapes and sizes can and do run that's just that is just a fact and mm-hmm. i think potentially where she might have come from is the idea of and and where I could see where an injury might present itself is if you were to have dramatically gained weight very quickly. But, okay. But like, if you were just like, if you're just a runner, if but you just that's the same as if you rapidly lose weight very quickly, oh, yeah. it puts a lot of strain on your heart huge as well. Huge strain, huge strain. So it's a, all, yeah. yeah, all weight fluctuation is is a, a bit of a concern. Um, mm. But it's, that's got nothing. To, but that's not what she said. She didn't say that. She was saying, "No, if you're overweight, you shouldn't run. You know, you need to you need to basically, you know, eat, eat tomatoes for a year, and then you can start running. And, and that just, I mean, it's just it's absolutely ludicrous. Absolutely yeah, absolutely ludicrous. And well, like you said, it's putting anybody... people off before they've even begun potentially. Exactly." Exactly. I just think it does so much more harm than good, yeah. that kind of conversation. Yeah, you can't and... join our club until you're a size 10. Go on, bugger off. Yeah. Go and what eat nothing. a load of bollocks. Okay, Victoria's Secret. <laughs> the bloody <laughs> naughties wants its stupid trope back. None of us are interested in it. No. We're not going to lose weight to be part of your club anymore because being exclusive is no longer cool. <laughs> It's true. Being inclusive and lovely and wanting everybody in your club is now cool. Absolutely. So get with the bloody programme. Get with the programme. It is ridiculous. And if there are people who are out there that have, you know, have thoughts, have experiences, then please let us know. I would, I'd love to know if anybody has has alternative viewpoints but I, uh, you may know what we're already going to say about them but, but still we'll <laughs> we will we'll read them yeah um, <laughs> uh, yeah and but if anybody anybody has had 
you know, experiences with with similar kind of feeling like they're being they've been ostracized because of their weight or whatever yeah. from running, then write in, let us know, and welcome to our club where you can run whoever you are and yeah. we will welcome you with open arms and not judge you exactly and particularly not if you pick up an injury because like injuries is no not, injuries are not the preserve of of women who are over a size 12 injuries happen oh to my everyone. goodness yeah and injuries happen to people with osteoporosis people yes. who fall over yeah people who are a bit cut what so actually esther i'm gonna have to say to you before you start running you're going to need to get a bit less clumsy uh, I mean <laughs> come on happen. yeah it's I mean, yeah before you start running Esther you need to stop tripping over tree trunks I mean it's just I'm always doing it so that's yeah that's not going to happen so I'm always gonna yeah my only injury way. this year as well is just from falling down the stairs yeah <laughs> because I'd had a couple of beers and I was going out to I can't remember what I was doing so and I wasn't concentrating on where my feet were and I tripped down the stairs. So, yeah, see, you know, yeah, I'm not sure what that maybe is. Maybe I shouldn't have put the couple of beers yeah, bit in because, yeah, then that it doesn't kind of feel like it's still my own fault. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all my injuries are my fault. All of them are. I think that's the problem with injuries, isn't it? Because you just, you automatically just, just like blame yourself. It's either because... I was running with flappy feet and tripped over something yet yeah. again, or it's because I didn't feed myself <sighs> enough and was, was sort of weak and feeble or, you know, something we else. We don't need more things to feel guilty about doing. Really? Oh my goodness. I've just realized the whole other thing that we were going to talk about with guilt. What's that? Have we got time? Might do. Well, we were going to talk, you wanted to talk a bit about parenting. Oh my God. And running and all of that. Well, it's only because, um, it, yeah, it's only because it's the summer holidays and um, it, mm-hmm. it's still the summer holidays, still the summer holidays, um, you know, eight months on, still the fucking summer holidays. And so <laughs> it's it's the guilt of, or it's not the guilt, it's the kind of, I would be interested to find out from other parents out there how they are managing to do their usual stuff. So, you know, I'm working full time, kids are at home. Uh, we haven't got them in any kids clubs or anything. There's been a lot of screen time and stuff like that. Um, and a lot of kind of use, a lot of play dates and things. But it's kind of, mm. it's, it's how you fit in your exercise, um, which for me, when they're in school, is a much easier proposition. Um, but th- but I'm such an early Shirley when it comes to my exercise. What I'm doing at the moment is I'm still, I thought that I would be able to take a break a bit and not have to set my alarm at 20 past six, but I'm still having to do that. Um, and I, I'd just be interested to know yeah. other people who perhaps aren't early Shirley's how they are coping with childcare and work and running or training or whatever. Because um, I'm, I'm definitely finding like a um, big one for me, um, as, as is always the case, and I'm sure this is the case for lots of you, is the big long run at the weekend. And now that I'm kind of in the middle of my marathon training, my long run, as was pointed out to me, when I said, oh, I'll be out for two and a half hours. And I came back after three because of stopping mm. and drinking water and walking for the last 10 minutes and stuff. Um, you know, so I'm out for three at the moment. So there's another kind of five weeks, basically, where I'm going to have to say I'm going to be out for half a day. Um, yeah. And that feels, feels enormously selfish. Um, so that I was just wondering how other people cope with that, how they kind of 
you know, I, I came back from that long run and I immediately started like putting loads of washing on. Um, I, I got in the shower and I washed the bar, I cleaned the bathroom and <laughs> things like mm-hmm. that, which uh, were I on my own with no family, I don't think I would do that. I think I'd just sit in the bath for half a day after running 16 miles very uncomfortable yeah that is what that is what I do when I come back from my long run I must admit I just sit in the bath and I watch videos of like I don't know dogs being reunited with their owners after getting lost for two years or something I still do that um yeah yeah, Yeah. I do that for a good while after I finish a long run (laughs) but I I yeah I do think that that's a really interesting point because I was going to ask you that I was going to say do you think that you do that stuff because it needs doing or do you think you do it because then you think you have something to prove of yeah, yeah I'm trying like... to be superwoman it's trying to come back it's trying to clean the whole house play with the kids bake a cake you know just you know do all this stuff um and and like mm-hmm. take them out of the house as well so I did that I but then I did I and this is quite clever I took them to a local park um which I know also has a cafe attached so I left Dave here to do his work I took them to the cafe. I sat down, had a coffee and a massive, massive cake. And I was like, right, mm-hmm. well, my pretty went and had a... <laughs> yes, that's, that's great. That was good. Then that's I came back great. And, oh, God. Parenting. Oh, so hard. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that's all you need to do. I think it's like, if who, who am I and what do I bloody know? First of all, preface. Um, preface this whole episode with that as well (laughs) but I think um that as long as Dave has time to do his things and and same with anybody listening and who who co-parents as well Mm. and that you feel like it's a fair split then I think running is I mean it's your joy but it is also a bit of a job and it's something that you kind of have to get done and I don't think that anybody would ever think sort of oh look at Esther going off and having a jolly for three hours while I'm doing all of this stuff at home I I would hope that people view it as like yeah you doing a bit of your work and then you know Dave's got time to do a bit of his work while you go and have a cake don't to hopefully he won't listen to this bit yeah he won't listen to this bit it's fine it's yeah fine. yeah um, um and the, and 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 yeah then it feels like a but oh my god, I really don't know what I'm talking about because I am very much I'm I'm childless and selfish, and so I do. I don't even clean the bathroom when I've got many many hours to do it. <laughs> I wait till it's really messy, and then the landlord is like, "Oh, I'm coming round," and then I'm like, "Oh, fuck, okay," oh, yeah. and then I might get the lime scale remover out. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah no it just i uh, i mean yeah i don't know i mean you're right you're right is the thing is like yeah if i'm if i'm sharing responsibility then that it feels like a fair share um mm. but yeah it just it it doesn't ever quite negate the guilt not uh, not quite um and it's mm. kind of, and right now it's kind of you know like if i if i oversleep and I miss my early morning run, then there is absolutely no opportunity for me to go later on in the day. You know, whereas before, yeah. like when they're in school, then I can think, oh, you know, fuck it, I'll do, I'll go at lunchtime or whatever. Go lunchtime or something, I'll, yeah. I'll do yeah. that because there are actual dependents um, just asking mm-hmm. me every five minutes if they can play computer games. 
um, which is the extent of my parenting oh, at the moment. It's just going, but no. I do no, think no, no. <laughs> some of my best childhood memories are of playing computer games. Oh, that's nice to hear. Genuinely. Cause be yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, my, my, I, I was thinking about it the other day. I keep seeing this thing on Instagram. Um, with I, sometimes I end up in parenting Instagram despite not having children. Just I, my algorithm obviously thinks it's about time I got on with it. Um, but I often end up in parenting Instagram, and I get a lot of stuff where it's like I don't know this woman who has this sort of beautifully uh, the kind of flat that's got lots of pampas grass in and oh, stuff. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but not flat house. I'm sure house. Yeah. Um, and she's sort of running around with with the children and 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 talking about the fact that they're going to be doing forest school for a few hours and then they're going to be making prints out of leaves they found yeah. while they were there or whatever and how she doesn't they don't have any electronics and she doesn't get she doesn't give them iPads and stuff i think it's all about this idea of like not having not raising ipad kids oh, fucking hell. i think long live the fucking ipad kids <laughs> Because that's what me and my sister were really. I, iPads weren't invented when I was little, but she had an iPad and she's hilarious now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the most important thing when you grow up. Well, I have to say. Is to be I have to hilarious. Say, yeah, this has nothing to do with running, but I have to say when the kids are watching TV together, which is supposed to be the lesser of two evils, right? Um, mm. When they're watching TV together, they just sit shoulder to shoulder staring at a screen. But mm. when they're on their tablets, uh, which we do have, and they do get use of them, and in fact they're using them now because otherwise you'd have screaming children in the background. So it's for work mm -hmm. purposes. So if they do yeah, exactly. turn out, if they turn out to be sociopaths, work smarter, I, not harder. Yeah, extreme. <laughs> if they if they're mm -hmm. sociopaths when they grow up, then it needs to be VAT deductible in some way because I'm I'm doing it because of work. Um, yeah, but when they're when they're on their tablet, <laughs> you can claim it back yeah. in the new financial year. <laughs> yeah, all their therapy. Um, yeah, they they play games, which means that they interact with each other, like so verbally. I can hear them talking to like as soon as yes, they're on, it's, on games. It's such a thing. Yeah, that's my my sister is exactly the same. Like that's the slight difference in our generation. Mm -hmm. Like we both probably had more screens than you know my older cousins or whatever, because I think there were more about yeah but um I think the big difference because there's eight and a half nearly nine years gap between me and my sister yeah and I think the big difference is that is that gaming thing that like yeah I didn't really I didn't really do that and and she like I definitely play games and I have great memories of like putting my sims in the swimming pool and then taking the ladder away or whatever you and your bloody sims yeah <laughs> me and the sims but I I remember you know that was mainly kind of like in-person interactive so like, I'd play it with my mum uh she obviously didn't we didn't we didn't put the sims in the swimming pool and take the thing when I was playing with my mum she wouldn't have liked that but with friends who came round and like you know we'd 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 spent loads of time playing like computer games and stuff with 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 friends and family but that was more in per in person yeah. whereas my sister's of a generation where like she's made loads of friends like one of her best friends is uh someone that she met playing I can't remember I don't know what it was mm. 
I would say Fortnite. She'd be like, uh, not Fortnite. I don't know what it was. But but it's one of those kind of things where like you play online and you have a microphone. Yeah. They do it for ages and they're talking. They talk about the game. They talk about what's going on in their life. It's like sitting and talking to a friend on the phone for yeah. hours. Yeah. Like, which my parents would never have. T- well, they might because of the phone bill. But like they wouldn't have. They would never have told me off for chatting and, and getting really into um, I don't know, whatever I was talking about with my long distance friend on the phone no, for hours no. as a child. Like and that's very much how I see it when 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 Daisy does it. Like she's just that's her kind of social time really. Yeah. Some of the time. Especially when we were in lockdown. That was that was her only social time. So you're telling me that basically I can keep the kids on computer games for like the rest of the summer holidays and feel no guilt because they turn out to be lovely people. Basically. But you know how much I love a workaround for guilt. <laughs> 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 but I would and I wouldn't feel bad about it I'd just be like and if they do turn into sociopaths then blame um, blame who does Felix love Mr. somebody who do, no it's me that loves him it's Mr. Williams isn't it is that what you mean <laughs> I was thinking about that program that she loves watching on telly that's like m- m- oh. m- magic m- what's it called I don't know what does she I like? can't remember what does she like? I can't remember. Oh, we were talking about it in Berlin. Oh God, she. There, yeah, there's. I, I thought you meant a teacher up at school. I've I've let the cat out of the bag that I can secretly like Mr. Williams. Who? Oh, that you love Mr. Williams. I love Mr. Williams. Um, <laughs> no, I was thinking about the program that you, we were talking. I, I mean, it's it's the joke has now fully gone. <laughs> but I was going to say blame whatever miraculous. that miraculous. Yeah. You can blame miraculous yeah, if the they one. turn out to be psychopaths. Yeah. I will. I shall. I will because it's dreadful. <laughs> Yeah. Awful, awful program and I hope no one else is having to put up with it like I am I'm like oh my god bring back over the engine bring back like Sarah and, Fun and Sam Just anything because I can't cope with bloody miraculous and I feels like there's only one series there's like 12 episodes and they play them over and over and over and over and over oh god again. oh my god yeah Kids that's something awful. that would yeah that would drive me absolutely up the wall if yeah. I had kids is, is watching the same same thing. Program. Same thing. Anyway, that's this yeah. is nothing. I mean, nothing to do with running, is it? Like nothing. I, I can't no, even. No, but it has come from a place where you're talking about a very valid feeling of, but that also that needs discussion because I don't think we need to be having it of guilt around leaving your fam and going out for your long run. I'm mm. still of the because it's only me and Doug. I still have the opposite where I come home and I'm like, well, I've just been out for a run for two hours. So what have you done with your life? <laughs> yeah. Thing is, <laughs> I still have that as well. And, and one, of, yeah. one of the reasons why I busy myself around and put the washing on and make a cake and mm-hmm. charming with the children and stuff like that is a kind of, and um, what have you achieved in two and a half hours? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I see you've done oh, Wordle. I'm, I'm so. really bad. Are you, are you, are you terrible <laughs> for if Dave gets up and starts doing the washing up then you have to you have to get up and do something as well because I can't lose the battle of who's the most helpful (laughs) I'm I'm doing it through gritted teeth and I and it doesn't and it's stuff that doesn't even need doing I'm just doing it to show off but if Doug is washing up and I go oh do you need help and he goes no no (laughs) then I go 
Yeah. Well, obviously, I'm going to have to get up and do something yeah. now, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the battle is <laughs> interrupting my nice time oh, God. watching the Kardashians or doing a puzzle. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like having someone hoovering under your feet. It's just, uh, it's the equivalent. Yes, it's yes. Like, oh, yeah. And I know you're trying to do a, a nice thing, but all you're doing is making me feel like a horrible, horrible slob. Yeah. <laughs> and I know it's not about that, but can you understand that it is about that for me? Yeah, well, I do a lot of that, you see. So I'm I'm laughing, but thinking that's always me. That's always me unloading and loading the dishwasher in a very loud way, in a kind yes. of purposeful clang, clang, clang. Listen to me yeah, work yeah. hard while you concentrate on Wordle and... <laughs> Yeah, but it never has the desired effect. I think this this it works on you, but it doesn't work on Dave. Dave's always a bit like, I'll, I'll clang away, and then an hour later, I'll say, "Oh, you've emptied the dishwasher." Then and I was like, "Oh God, yeah." Yeah, see, I think that's the same. We're perceptive, and we're always worried that somebody else is going to be judging us, probably because we're always judging other people. <laughs> Yes. Whereas I don't think they give them. They genuinely probably don't give a monkey. No. Like I think when Doug says don't no don't worry it's fine I think it legitimately is fine yes but because I would be saying that in a way that's like of course it's not fine (laughs) then I think that's what I automatically think he means (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely I think that's so true yeah no Dave doesn't think that anyone judges him but I'm judging him all the time Mm -hmm. um thank you for listening Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe, that way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our supporters on Patreon and you'll receive a special patron-only newsletter from me and Holly. More perks on the way, I promise. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. Happy running. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.